Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Unprofessional. If you've heard it before, if you haven't heard it before, then welcome for the very, very first time. We're so glad to have you. I am Dave Wiskus, joined by Jamie Newberry. Hello. Hi, Jamie. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? You you had a little bit of a in your whiskus today. Did you notice whiskus. that? That was very it's, nice. It's something I've been working on. <laughs> very well. Uh, very well. How are you today? I am quite well. Quite well, indeed. I feel a bit better than I did the last time we recorded when I thought I was getting sick, which, you know, as spoilers, we recorded yesterday. Today, I'm pretty sure I wasn't getting sick, so it was just uh, maybe I needed more sleep or something. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Sleep solves many things. Yay, sleep. And joining us today is my very good friend, Alex King. Glad to be here. Hello, <laughs> Hello <laughs> sound, Alex King. <laughs> you sound like you're glad to be here. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, for, for the people who might not know what you're about or, or whatever, why, why don't you uh, explain yourself? Well, I've been tinkering on the web for going on, oh gosh, 15 plus years. Um, I have done a variety of things, been a designer, developer. Dictator. I, <laughs> I uh, co-founded, or I, I'm sorry, I founded a shop called Crowd Favorite um, that has just merged with another company. Um, we do a lot of open source development, especially around WordPress. So I was one of the original developers on WordPress, um, and we've just merged with a shop called uh, Velomedia, and so now I am the CTO and no longer. But you guys kept the name Crowd Favorite, right? We did. Yep. That's a smart decision. Yes. That's a. That's a. Much, much better name than what did you do, Velomedia? Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a terrible name. Well, I mean, uh, good good for them. <laughs> but it says a lot that they were able to succeed in spite of that name. Not everyone has to acquire an entire company just to change their name, but you know that's what they decided <laughs> to do. It was a very smart business. Even if works. you guys weren't any good, that still would have been a good business decision. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure Cream knows that. So you're you're like you're Mr. Internet. I you know. Everybody has to have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is your hobby. 15 years. I would say that I've been screwing around with computers for at least that long, but I don't, I don't think that I could say that I've done anything professionally for that long. thing is, is it's actually getting closer to 20 now. Oh, yeah, God. I was going to say, I'm in like the 17, 18-year range here now. That's, yeah. Uh, time my flies. First, wait, wait. My first real job. Oh, God. My first computer job when I was 18. So, oh shit, that is that's been a while. Yep, it's amazing how fast. Oh god, it has <laughs> almost been fifteen years. Fucking like, holy cow! Yeah, fifteen years sneaks right up on you. I'm old, you guys. <laughs> so this is gonna be the get off of my lawn episode. I guess <laughs> another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! How's your day, Alex? It's good. It's good. It started off, I, I started, you know, doing my research. I listened to uh, an earlier episode you guys did with Guy English. And uh, <laughs> I discovered that that was very much like my previous experience podcasting with Dave, where we just argued through the tall time. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about this. We used to do a show, if we could even call it doing a show. We, I mean, sort of. We, we call, did a show. We called it a show. Yeah, we we did this air quotes podcast uh, years ago. Us and a couple of friends of ours uh, in Lodo, lower downtown Denver, and we called Lodo Conversations. And I think we only put out like five or six episodes. 
but it had the best sight gags of any podcast <laughs> I've ever listened to. What were some of them? Any audio podcast you've ever heard. Um, we, we would sit around, um, I guess it was like the conference room. Um, yeah, it was the conference room at the old Jabber office. Yeah, and we would and we would just talk to each other and record it, and invariably at some point, somebody's making hand gestures and whatever. It was always you. It was always you doing someone. air quotes. And then someone else would uh, speak up and say, no one can see that over audio. And uh, nice. things would devolve from there. But the I would say the highlight of the show, for me at least, was... It seemed like most of them would devolve into me and Alex arguing about something. To the, I think to the casual listener might think that we didn't like each other, but I think that was that was just a, it was a fun exercise for us, or at least it was for me. Yeah, any topic where we agreed on something 70-80%, we would hone in on that last 20% and focus on the details of that. This was still at a time in my life where I had a very difficult time understanding in the moment what the difference between a discussion and an argument. And there were many, many recording sessions where I'd walk away thinking, fuck that guy. <laughs> Only to a day later realize, wow, he was really insightful about that. And I don't know if I agree with him, but I appreciate his perspective. And now uh, it seems like usually when we talk to each other, it's only like maybe 5% arguing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more discussion. But the percentage but has reduced it, greatly. Yeah, in honor of our our uh, previous sight gags, I did dress up for the show today. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Bravo. I'm wearing a shirt. Well, that's good. Just a shirt. <laughs> do we do we want to know more? Well, I mean, normally, well, not normally, but there have been there have been episodes of this show that I'll uh, I'll sometimes not be wearing a shirt. It's an audio podcast. Yeah. That, that creates a whole new vision for the listeners. Yeah. A so whole new perspective. You're welcome, listeners. I am always dressed when I record the show, just so y'all know. All right. <laughs> I'm not I don't dress that up, one. though. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't dress up, though. So, Alex, no? you got one on on me there. Yeah, he's. I'm, I'm willing to bet he's better dressed than I am. I'm wearing a t-shirt and jeans. Yep, I, was, I was trying to find a way to segue this over to suiting up, but uh, I, I, I can't get there from here. <laughs> Superhero suit. Yeah, super <laughs> unprofessional men. <laughs> I can't imagine putting on a suit to do this show. I mean, I can for for live episodes, sure, I have, and, and would continue to do so because you're live in front of an audience. But to sit here and talk into a microphone, I don't know that wearing a suit's going to make me feel any better. It'd probably just make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That would be sort of the uh, ultimate irony show called Unprofessional that everybody suits up for. <laughs> we all sit around, and nobody can see us. We just sit around in suits talking into microphones. That's uh, Let's say that from now on, that's what we're doing. Yep, that's what we're doing. I'm going to start putting it in the... When we have people who don't know the show, I'll send out a form letter. I'm going to start putting in the form letter that they're required to dress up for the show. <laughs> Business attire required. <laughs> Formal attire required. Your best tuxedo. Yeah, that'd be great. Tuxado? Tuxado. I know that you really say tuxedo. Oh, I thought maybe a tuxado was a different thing no. that I had never heard of. I thought you were dropping some sartorial knowledge on me. Nope. Not at Aww. all. Not at all. No. Maybe like a tuxado is a... It's more fun. Like a Mexican tuxedo. <laughs> the, the, the blue one with ruffles? <laughs> was that, sure. I, that, was, that was really not very cool, was it, to say that? <laughs> I, I think that what I said was way more racist than what you said, so we're probably in the black either way. Ah, oh boy. Alex, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm well, just, I'm not, just admiring the hole you guys are digging here. Uh, yeah, you, we are. We're, you need an extra shovel? We're really doing Actually, join us. Come on, <laughs> come on in, and the digging's fine. This is what we do, sir. It's what we do. We're reaching new depths. This episode marks the beginning of something. And the, there's, there's a reason for us bringing Alex on now versus uh, later. This is, this is the episode for we're, we're launching a new thing. Oh, let's and talk about the new thing. It's worth mentioning. I don't want to go into the details of the new thing. Mm. But I do want to just call out that uh, the, the web stuff for the new thing was provided by Alex. Oh, th- I'll say thank you, even though it doesn't specifically pertain to me, Alex. I mean, it, it, Unprofessionally, it does. it does. It relates to the show. So, Alex, thank you. What a kind thing that you did. Yeah, you it, did work. So far, uh, it's so since we're recording in advance, it's you know in progress, and I've established that there have been many things that I've known about casually in uh, front-end web development over the last few years. That and there's a a fairly wide chasm between understanding how something works and actually implementing it. And I'm using my hands again as I'm talking, I'm realizing. Um, so I'm, I'm going to get this thing partway to the finish line and then probably bring in one of my uh, experts that does this on a daily basis to help school me in the stuff that I'm less well-versed in. But so far it's going pretty well. It's also a neat bit of uh, coming full circle because Alex is the reason I know any of the people that I know. I mean, if you want to dial it back. Like uh, my first introduction to Brent Simmons was through was through you, Alex. I believe it was uh, a couple of random tweets that you guys put out on some night. I guess what five six years ago, something like that. Yeah, seems like forever ago. But it also seems like a, a maybe a year ago. So I have no idea. I think I, I think I sent an email to both of you saying you guys are both in the same town and you have nothing to do and you should hang out. <laughs> That's and awesome. we did, and we drank a lot, and uh, that sort of started a pattern that has uh, maybe <laughs> contributed to a little bit of alcoholism on my part, but that's uh, maybe for a different show. I've noticed that most Brent Simmons stories include some amount of, and then we drank a whole lot, and yeah. something happened. <laughs> well, those are all of my stories with Brent and with John, so you can imagine what it's like when the three of us are together. This is why we can't work in the same city. I suppose you John have to Brent. imagine those things as well. Uh, no, I, well, I little, remember little them. Recollection. I, I remember. This is my curse as a as a drinker. Is I do remember everything that happens, and I remember every dumb thing I said. I remember every slur of speech. I remember every uh, uh, let's say a uh, uh, poor choice of judgment. That sounds really dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I just mean that uh, I, I have to remember these things, so uh, hopefully I can learn from them later. It also prevents me from ever wanting to be drunk. Good material for your book, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do a tell-all book. That's my thing. <laughs> as soon as <laughs> as soon as the software well as soon as the software well dries up, I'm going to do a tell-all book about all the people I've worked with. I bet it'll so, sell dozens of copies. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to do it as an ebook, so that'll be easy. Yep, the Kindle book for two ninety nine. Yeah. Or a tell-all blog post, at least. Yep, that sounds that sounds good. No, what I'll do is a tell-all Tumblr, and then get a book deal off of that. Mm-hmm. That's a thing now. It it does happen. I've got friends at Tumblr, and they they tell me that if you just start a Tumblr, somebody's going to offer you a book deal. You have to be consistent. You got to do all the all the things that you're supposed uh, to do. Like a hundred percent of the time, if you start a Tumblr, you immediately get a book deal. 
In fact, I think it's a checkbox when you sign up for Tumblr now. <laughs> book deal? Yes yeah. or no? Would you like to be contacted about a book deal? Well, it does happen. I've seen some beautiful things happen out of that. Those well, I was I was going to start, and I guess I still need to, uh, a Tumblr for all of these IRL emojis, because I feel like there should be a, a central do. place. You do need to do that. That's, uh, you know, yeah. what's funny is, you know, my, my little coffee stains actually have been selling, which is just... Really? Yeah. I've sold like five of them. I didn't realize you were selling them. People ask if, I, if they could buy some, so I do them on nice paper now, and I, I sell them. It's so weird. I frame them up and ship them out, so yeah. That's nuts. It's... That's that's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's great. But, but that's... that started from a blog. There you go. Man. I'm so just, we're, in the, we're in this bullshit uh, podcast business. business. We're in this bullshit podcast <laughs> business. business. <laughs> God, I right, like one business. More one more, we're in this bullshit podcast business when we should be in the blog business. <laughs> it's true. I think that's what we need to do. All the money, it's in, uh, it's in text and video. This mm-hmm. audio thing is uh, it's a, the wave of the past. It's so blasé. Mm-hmm. You know, it occurs to me that, that animated GIFs are kind of like the silent movies of our time. Oh, they've made such a comeback, too. It's so weird. It, so you've the, these two things on the internet right now that seem to be everybody's doing them is podcasts and animated GIFs. And it seems like if you, just, if you could put the two together somehow, if you could take <laughs> people talking and animated pictures, you could make a whole new thing. It sounds like you've got some work cut out for you, Dave. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when it was. It was right around 2000 that um, I worked with a buddy of mine to build this little app that used... Uh, we scrambled together a bunch of stuff, um, like that Apple text-to-speech and things like that. And then... Uh, so it would create MP3 files of your unread items in NetNewsWire. So huh. when I was driving home, I could listen to my news. Hmm. And it was pretty much unbearable. Like, you really couldn't <laughs> listen to him because the, the text-to-speech was so bad. Um, but, but it was interesting. And, and it, it f- my goal for that is very much what podcasts have taken over, like the job to be done, if you will, is you know, getting interesting information while I'm commuting and having to focus on the road. Well, when you say interesting information, you're talking about like technology-related stuff, right? Uh, or news? Yeah, but I, on my way home every day, I listen to an ESPN podcast. That's a, a show called "Pardon the Interruption" because it kind of lets me unwind and stop thinking about tech. So it could oh, be other things. That's cool. Well, we need to start covering sports. That's a lesson I'm learning. That's the the, the one guest that I think we'll have on soon. It goes into that, not not big sports, but sort of. We could do. We should do a baseball episode. Can you imagine? I, you know, anything with Dave talking about sports is going to be. <laughs> it's going to be gold. Quite, it's going to be gold. The, the theatrical presentation. Me with sports, I I do a thing where I kind of go into a fugue state and I just start repeating things that I've heard other people say. And try to I try to act as if I know what I'm talking about. See, I know nothing about sports. To you and you, Dave, and me talking about sports is bound to be a hilarious um, effort. Really, I don't know anything about sports. If we're uh, a week or two into a season of a sport, I will have overheard enough from other people that I could just repeat it. 
You, you figured that living close enough to the ballpark as you did in Denver for all that time, you would just you just absorb it, right? Like <laughs> osmosis. Yeah. yeah, sports by osmosis. Hey, well, you'd also think that I would have eventually gone to a game, but that never happened. <laughs> Seriously, I you never went to a game. <laughs> I went. For, I went for half an inning. I did go to a game once when I lived in San Francisco, and it was uh, it's AT and T Park now. It was Pac Bell Park at the time. It was brand new. So that that's my adventures in sports. I went to that game that time. That game that time. <laughs> I got I've a hot been... dog and everything. Jamie, do you know how close Dave used to live to the ballpark here in Denver? I don't. I don't. Was it like a baseball's throw distance away? If you were a really good thrower or pitcher. <laughs> he was across the street from a building called the Ballpark Lofts. <laughs> if that gives you some indication. I was, I was three blocks away from Coors Field. Wow. And you just didn't go. No, what I learned is that I hate people who like baseball. Yeah. <laughs> because they all park there and they're jerks. Mm. They're fans, fanatics. I'm sure they're nice people. There's just so many of them. And you put that many people in any place and I'm going to hate them. Which is weird that I live in New York now. Yeah, you're you're around a lot of people in one place. But at least it's consistent. And I don't have to drive here, which which helps. That's true. Driving makes a difference. I don't drive much anymore. I find that when I do it, it's not as fun as I remember it being way back when I used to drive more. I think that driving for me now would be more fun. It might be. It's an adventure. Because it's not something that I have to do. It's more of a... I get to drive. It's, it's like a... a a novelty. Do you rent a car in any of the places you travel to? <laughs> Zip car. No, I never do. I, I, uh, I'm always traveling to cities. Maybe oh. what you need to do is just fly in one city over and then you can drive in. <laughs> I don't think that driving is that much of a treat that I would go that far. But on the rare occasion where if I'm, if I'm vis- visiting Denver and I need to, like if I'm hanging out with my mom and she asks me to drive or if I need to use her car to go somewhere, then I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I kind of enjoy it. What I miss about driving is having that time to just like listen to music and, and sing along. And I guess I can do that here, but it's not the same. It definitely is different. I used to, when I worked at Zappos a few years ago, I, it was like an hour drive almost every day each way. And I would use that time to talk to my um, my boyfriend's mom on the drive there every day. We would talk for like 45 minutes. It was That's great. Kind of I loved it. I don't talk to my, my own mom that much. No, I don't have a mom, so she's a great mom. <laughs> You made it kind of sad. Just I didn't then. mean to make it sad, but it was it meant to be good. Oh, no, no, I feel bad. Oh, I wasn't criticizing. Jamie, no. I, I wasn't criticizing. If anything, I'm feeling bad about. I should talk to my mom more. You should talk to your mom more. That's oh, um, she's gonna hear this too. Yep, she's gonna hear it, and you should oh, talk shit. to your mom more. Everybody who has a mom should talk to their mom as much as possible. You. This guilt trip brought to you by. <laughs> that was so not my intention. Hey, Jamie. Dave. I want to take just a minute and thank this week's sponsor. Who is this week's sponsor? This week's sponsor is Briefs. Oh, I love Briefs. Briefs the app? Briefs the app. Uh, yes, the app, not the uh, the type of undergarment. Ah, good, good clarification. I'm... It's an important <laughs> clarification. <laughs> some, some guys are Briefs guys. Some guys are <laughs> Boxers guys. I, I fall somewhere in the middle, I guess. You use Briefs the software. But, but for software... <laughs> software it's all about the briefs briefs is uh the the high level here's me talking it's it's prototyping software for for designy stuff tell me more please 
Are you having trouble getting people to take you seriously? Is everyone ignoring your great app idea that's going to make millions? Put down that self-help book and pick up briefs. It's so easy to build something real that you can show off right on the phone. Why annoy friends with your lame idea when you can annoy them with a live demo of your lame idea? Briefs. Demo your ideas on iPhone, iPad, and Android without writing code. Now, before I say anything else, you can try Briefs out for free today by going to giveabrief.com, or you can get it from the App Store. Giveabrief.com. So that's where I can go to try it out. Giveabrief.com. You can try it out for free today. Nice. Which we, we know how much you love free. So here's the thing about Briefs. It's you take the images and you take the bits and pieces of images that make up your, your comps. And I'm speaking to designery people like us. Um, okay. You take those bits and pieces and you put them together on kind of a storyboard-ish sort of thing. And you can connect this button goes to this thing. And it builds a, a, a sort of like a an interactive version of, of your comps. You can prototype out an app and you can see how it feels when you go from this thing to this thing to this thing. These different views, this button opens this view, this thing takes you to this feature, and you can kind of see how it's all going to work and get a good mental model for your app in your head before you start writing code. Now, if you're a developer, and I know some of you people out there are. <laughs> there are a few of those a out couple. there. Uh, it's also great for one of two things. Either the designer you're working with, you can get them these briefs and they can give you something that will, will help you to understand where they're coming from design-wise and to make sure that everything is thought out. Or if you're sort of a, a one-man, one-woman shop, you can use it to to get your sketches down uh, to help you understand. Or if you want to bring in a designer later, you can hand them some some mock-ups, some, uh, some, some outlined sketches, and say, fill this in and make it pretty. There's a whole bunch of different ways that you can use this to make your apps better. So you could hand them some briefs, you can on, hand your them some briefs. On, your, on your application. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and the, the way it works, there's the, the Mac app that you use to, to build the thing, and then there's like the iPad and iPhone app that you, you can run it on. So this would also be incredibly useful for some user testing. Like, just have them test a prototype and see if your theories are working out. Is that correct? Oh, that's a great idea. Oh. You could totally do that. You can A-B test within, like, a beta group. And because it's not building actual binaries that you would have to go through, like, signing and stuff like that, you could you could just send it out to your friends or your, your family or, or a larger beta group and just say, hey, what do you guys think of this and see what the feedback looks like. That's awesome. That's actually something that I've done, Dave, with briefs in the past is really? um, actually, you know, building a little prototype on an iPad. It was for a specific product and putting it in people's hands on my iPad and letting them try it out and watching how they use it. And it gives very, very, very well-informed feedback. You know, the thing about this, is you don't have to just use this for apps. You could also do uh, prototyping for, for mobile versions of websites. Oh, nice. Very nice. So, if, so you're a, if you're a web person, that works out great, too. Very cool. It is very cool just to watch how people use it. If they do the things that you expect they're going to do, if you put a button here or a button there, or interaction here or there. It's cool. It's cool stuff. I'm telling you. And you get all of that without writing any code. And you know how much I love not writing any code. And I'm right there with you. I, I do not enjoy writing code. And that's why to, things like briefs work for me. Yeah. It happened to be that briefs was in its beta period right around the time we were ramping up design on vesper about a year or so ago and it was it was very fortunate timing because it was a prototyping tool right when i most needed a prototyping tool ah see perfect and, timing and so we were able to think through the mental model of how this thing went to this thing to this thing so like the the, the navigation stack and all of that 
uh, so that when we when it came time for us to do our fancy animation stuff, we could focus on the animation and not the paths through the app. Very, very cool. And briefs briefs is made by our friends over at Martian Craft. Is that correct? It is. It is uh, made by our friends at Martian Craft. We have many friends at Martian Craft. We do. We, we love those guys. Good people. They make good software. They do. Like briefs. Yes. It's a, it's a great <laughs> piece of software. It's great for prototyping. And you know how much I love prototyping tools. Every If you if you make software, you should have at least one good you, prototyping tool in your toolbox. You should. <laughs> at least. Is, yes. there's, there's no reason why this shouldn't be it. So, I could not agree more. Like, yeah, if you don't prototype, start prototyping. Start yep. with briefs. So that's giveabrief.com. Go check it out. <laughs> Give a brief. That's a great URL. Now, back to the show. So driving, listening to things. Talk I, to I think you're right, though. Like, uh, th- there is something about the commute if you're not getting driven crazy by bad traffic where it gives, it can give you kind of a, a space to think on your own, which is extremely valuable in my opinion, because it allows you to start connecting all the little things that have happened during the day and think like, you know, you're so in the moment when you're trying to get stuff done. Um, it's hard to kind of zoom out at that time. And so having some time to think or take time to write or something like that, I think gives you that opportunity. It is. It's nice. It's nice to let your, your brain kind of decompress. I do have the subway here, which gives me a similar thing, but I don't have a daily commute, so it's not a regular... It, yeah, it's not a regular trip. It's not... I don't get to do that every day. I don't have to do that every day, so it's not as regular as, as a commute, a, a drive-time commute. I, I have been having this recurring dream lately about driving. Well, well elaborate, Dave. Because what people love hearing about is other people's <laughs> dreams. But it's, it's very simply, you. Uh, I, I'm in the car, and then at some point along this long drive, I wake up realizing that I had been asleep for a portion of it behind the wheel and I get freaked out and then I actually wake up and I've got this meta freaked out thing going on and I don't understand life. I think what you should do is uh, take up meditation and maybe do a little bit on each episode. Do a little bit of meditation on each episode? Yeah, I think that your listeners would appreciate that. We could lead it. It's a good idea. It's like 30 seconds of silence. Yeah, everybody take a deep breath right now. (laughs) Dave's going to guide you through (laughs) Dave's guided meditations. Let me put on my soothing voice. Everybody take a deep breath right now. Inhale. Just hold it in. I can't not laugh. Just just hold it in. Now release. Uh, that's what that's what that's what you should you do. Go. You should you should just only tell people to breathe in and never tell them to breathe out. <laughs> <laughs> Never exhale. Just breathe in. Breathe in. <laughs> Hold it. Alex, oh, I think end of side one. <laughs> Alex, I think you should be leading this. Oh my goodness! Oh. Apparently, there's about 18 million apps for this. Really? Oh, I yeah. guess that doesn't surprise me. Meditation there's 18 million apps for just about everything. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's at least one good one. Oh God! But the, the, I think that that's a space that's actually you know underutilized is there aren't enough parody apps <laughs> like i mean dave if you if you made a meditation app you could probably have a lot of fun with it <laughs> I probably, yeah I, I would think so fun with just that. like start telling people to do things like go here and paint the sign nearest first sign you see paint it red and then take a picture and post it on instagram with this hashtag and then just start <laughs> following the hashtag and see if things show up see if anybody does it 
I, I was I've been thinking about doing a, a mini podcast, like maybe maybe a, a five minute thing each week or something where it's just like a quick rant or what what might be a blog post if I ever felt like writing it down. But it would be better if I just kind of stream of consciousness bitch about something for a couple of minutes. And one of the things that I would do if I were to do this, and maybe it'd be better as a, a YouTube show. I don't know. But one of the things I could do with this is give people some kind of assignment. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of thing. Go go take a picture of a red sign and here's your hashtag. And just see how many people take pictures of red signs. Give it a try, Dave. Hmm. Well, then I'm Zay Frank, I think, is what happens then. Yes, although Zay seems to have stopped the show again. He disappeared. Uh, he he showed up on, he's like a video editor for, I want to say, BuzzFeed or something. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, one of the, the like, content awareness officer or some bullshit title like that. Yeah. I was going to say, when you said he disappeared, I was going to ask if it was like that plane that we learned about a couple episodes ago. Yeah, Malaysia Airlines is offering his family $5,000 now for his disappearance. Did you hear about this? They're offering, like, the the airline, they really are offering $5,000 to the family members of each passenger. (laughs) We don't have your family, but here. Here's here's five grand. Like, you can't even get a a cheap sedan for that. Well, like... Yeah, it's a really buried. interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And on my part or theirs? Sedan. Well, I, so I, I listened to uh, the the most recent episode of the big web big web show, and one of the things that Anil was talking about is when something strange happens, try to think about the meeting and the discussion that happened that led <laughs> to that. It's like, what were the constraints? What were the concessions, like the compromises that led into, well, we have this pot of money. We'll divide it up into the, an offer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're the empathy for the decision. Yeah. I don't know how to get there from here. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. It's uh that's a, yeah. Well, there's how, how much can we afford to get? Yeah. How do you arrive at that? Uh, yeah, I saw your the thing that you wrote on your site. You're collecting thoughts about empathy and uh, empathy for other people's decision making process, and that's something that we keep ending up talking about on this show, especially since Jamie's been on. I guess really only since Jamie's been on. <laughs> empathy, but it's yeah, it's it's kind of a, a recurring. Not that Lex had no empathy, but that it with you, it's a it's a recurring topic of discussion because I think it's something that you and I both zero in on. And it is, for me, interesting to try to sit down and think about the reasons other people made the decisions they made and not try to just judge the decisions themselves. Because sure. there's always a circumstance and, um, well, a situation that people are working through and you do need to look at it from there. There's a whole bunch of context for that decision that you might not be aware of. And there's a line, too, when you, if, if, uh, if as was written, we tend to think of our motivations but other people's actions, maybe we should just flip that. We should try to judge ourselves by our actions and try to judge others by what their motivations might be. Not not as a rule, but as like a, an aspirational sort of thing to do. At least try to consider the motivations, I think. Um, yeah, the other thing that's interesting to think about is that oftentimes you're seeing the end result of something and you have no idea about the process that went into it, right? So you look at something like that, whatever it is, it just doesn't make any sense. And you don't know that it went, you know, the original goal was X and it went through various iterations. And then all of a sudden you had to, you know, 
cut the cost of it by some percentage and you know at some point you're so invested in this thing like well we've just got to get it out we've got you know got to get it released and you know it's almost like no one stopped and said okay hold on before we release this thing does it actually resemble any of the goals that we started out with (laughs) (laughs) is this anywhere near what we had in mind and you know it's we get for Vesper, we get a lot of people asking for what seem like obvious features. One of the big things that we get requests for is Markdown support. And you would think that that would have have been... I mean, if you're a user, I can see how you would think that that would be an obvious feature because, you know, John's the Markdown guy. And, well, of course, we'll just put Markdown in it. Who's John? But, uh, John, um, John, John Delancey. He played I just couldn't two, resist. Um, I like Floyd that you Gruber. That while laughing. He's Amy Jane Gruber's husband. Oh yes, I, yes. I work with yeah. him. I work with him. Yeah, uh, he he is the markdown guy, and you'd think that'd be obvious. The truth, though, is that we thought about it. It just didn't. It doesn't fit the goal of the app. The goal of the app is to be for taking notes and collecting thoughts, not for writing blog posts and doing text formatting. And that was a feature that kind of got in the way or confused the message of the app rather than adding to it. And it's it's easy to see why users would think that it should be there, but the at the very least, consider that you know, we, we did go through that process. Right. And it's so easy to say that from this side. And so I try to apply that the other direction too. If I'm using an app and I, I wish that it had this feature or I wonder why this button is there, I have to imagine there's probably things I don't understand that went into that process. The same reason that, that spec work or these these uh, design students who will go through and redesign mm-hmm. the, the Facebook or something. like Exactly, as a, where a portfolio it's a bad work. idea. Yeah, because you're, you're redoing somebody else's work without any of the thought that they put into it. Or without understanding what business objectives and um, goals are trying to be solved. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean is without you weren't in the room, you don't know. You don't know why they did what they did. Right. And it just ends up being presumptuous. Right. It's really easy to go through and slap a fresh coat of paint on something. It's harder to make it work for the business. It it can be a valuable exercise to do internally, though, because being freed from constraints can sometimes um, spur a lot of creativity. I agree. Internally, you have a greater understanding of what business goals are and objectives and and even freedoms, you know. Um, and so, yeah, internally, I think it makes a hell of a lot more sense. But yeah, externally, as someone um, trying to do that on the outside, it it's definitely different. We're talking about work, aren't we? We are a little bit. It, there's a lot of overlap. That's the thing that's funny about what the work we do is it, um, you know, there's a lot of overlap into just life. And I know... I, I've struggled with that for years. Like there's, um, it's like, well, I do this, but I actually kind of, I also actually just, I work with the human beings that make products. And, and so that's the, you know, helping communications improve. And so it's, it's really a fine line where it crosses over into work and just um, life. I don't know. It's interesting. We spend a lot of time thinking about our work. And if we can't get something out of that, to make our lives better, then we're we're not getting the most out of that investment. Yeah, and I think for people like us, I'm I'm going to say people like us. Hopefully, that's not too much of an overstatement. But I like to think about the way things are made. I like to think about stuff, whether it be 
the TV show I'm watching, the movie I'm watching, or a comic book I'm reading, or even signs I see in the, the subway, I think about the decisions that were made, how these things were crafted. Not, not even the decisions necessarily, but the process, the overall process, even the manufacturing process. Each step of the way represents a collection of ideas or a collection of opinions that I might not fully understand, but would like to. Because what if I want to make stuff like that someday? Mm-hmm. When you say people like us, you're talking about alcoholics, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's exactly Just right. Just to be clear. To be, <laughs> to be clear. You're not, you're not much of a drinker, though. <laughs> that only, only in certain company, I suppose. Uh, you know, I've seen, you, I've seen you drink a little. So you, you haven't been drinking as much as of late for, uh, let's call it health reasons? Well, I, I don't when I'm... So I, I was, yeah, uh, at a cancer diagnosis uh, last year. So oh when I'm goodness. on uh, chemotherapy, I'm, or when I'm close to the treatments, I don't really feel much like drinking. But um, when I'm further away from the treatments, I certainly go out and make the most of my time. We try to we try to plan our outings accordingly. Yep. Wow, Alex, I had no idea, and and yeah, and so like, wow, that's huge. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. It's, it's um, frustrating and annoying, and um, yeah, all of the things that come along with it. Um, but there's been a lot of interesting stuff that's come out of it too. Like um, it's been a significant sharpener for me where, whereas things used to fall along a spectrum of, you know, lots of grays and things like that. It's a lot easier to make kind of black and white decisions. And so well, that's I'm, interesting. I'm going to spend time doing X or I'm not going to spend time doing X. I'm not going to put it on a list and say, maybe someday I'm going to worry about this. So, for example, I've let go of about 100 domain names. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. The, the good news, I guess. You, I, I've, I guess having been uh, around, for lack of a better word, having seen you gone through as much of this as I have as an outsider, it's interesting to me how you've handled it versus how I think I would handle something like this. And you're right. I, I, I think that's a good descriptor it's sharpened you and the work that you're doing, the things that I've seen you working on, the people that I've seen you working with are, are, are dramatically improved. And I don't think that for most people that would be the expectation after a diagnosis like that, after getting that kind of news. Are you saying that just because he's working with you, Dave? No, no, no. I was <laughs> actually more referring to uh, the work he did on uh, the new Rans and repose. Nice. Nice. No, that is, um, it is amazing. I think, you know, prioritization of what's important. It's, a, it's something I've done a lot of personal exploration in as of late. And um, I, I do, I think it's important. Anyway, I find that really fascinating. I like um, also that you've highlighted, like, I think that's, you know, the how it sharpened you. Some of the positive stuff, I think that's wonderful. And then there was silence. Yeah, kind of a show killer. So... We can move on to something else. <laughs> da, 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 cancer. <laughs> no, I, I, I find it interesting the way... So my mom asks about it every so often. She'll ask, if I mention you, she'll ask how you're doing, things like that. And the only thing I can ever really think to say is that if this ever happened to me, I hope that I could handle it the way that you are. And this sounds kind of touchy-feely, I guess it is, but it's... 
we can imagine getting a phone call. We can imagine learning something and we can imagine how we'd react to it. And there's, there's no scenario ever where I could imagine getting that kind of news and then turning it into some big positive thing that helps me like refocus my life and get more things done that I wish I could get done. Like the best I can imagine is I get news like that and I get to make a wish and like hang out with Dave Grohl or something like that's the best scenario I could come up with. Well, cancer is really interesting because they've gotten a lot better at managing it and, and treating it. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can wait around to die, but everybody's going to die eventually. Everybody can do that. So, you know, what are you going to do? I really don't know. I have no, I have no <laughs> idea how to answer that. I don't even know what to do with my life now. Well, and that's, I guess that's my point is like, why, you know, don't wait, don't wait until there's this big, you know, impending the thing. There's this big call or this big, um, life is short. Like make the most of it right now. You know, we the way we're talking makes it sound like you're you're dying tomorrow or something. <laughs> and we should probably dial back on that a little bit and not yeah. send the wrong impression. No, actually, I'm flying to a conference tomorrow, so no no plans to kick off in the in the near future. That's good. Um, good, were, good. Yeah, no, I I think that, that Jamie makes a really good point, though. I mean, one of the things that you know it has kind of been liberating to say, okay well, that sounds like fun. Let's go do that now. You know, whether that's, um, like I've got a, a trip, um, in April I'm going to do where I'm going around and playing fancy golf courses and I'm going to go to the masters and stuff like that. Like I'm just, you know, these are things I want to do. Now seems like a good time. Let's, let's do that. Yes. Uh, as opposed to, Oh yeah, you know, someday I'll do that. And it's, you know, just, out there in the future somewhere and maybe you get to it, maybe you don't. And so, you know, the list of things that I'm going to do is I try to keep that short and try to take steps to make them more immediate. I love it. See, you're treating life like a fine restaurant where you're looking at a menu and deciding on the things that you want. And I treat life like a buffet where, Ooh, I'll have some of that and some of that. And that looks good. I'll have some of that. And I wind up just eating a plate of crap. I don't know if that's that all that different, really. I mean, like, it, it, both of them are are in, in a really positive light. Like, there's only right now. There's what I'm going to have right now. And that's important. Like, to me, that is hugely important. Like, we'll get to tomorrow tomorrow. But right now, there's this. And maybe in the contrast, you know, instead of a buffet, a plate of shit, like Alex is looking at it and like, this is what's important to me and right now. But it is, they're both right now, you know, there's right, that I parallel. Guess the buffet analogy is that instead of choosing one thing to enjoy, I get a like one bite of all these different things and none of them end up getting nearly the attention that I wish they would. I don't get to enjoy any one of them in, 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 for more than a second. And I kind of feel that way about life where I hop around from this task or this activity to this task or activity to this other thing. And at no point, like, you know, sometimes I'm doing a podcast or I'm writing a blog post or I'm, I'm working on music stuff. And I wish that I had two or three versions of me that could each pursue one of these things individually and see how far they could go. 
It's interesting. And see, for me, with I do also multiple things, but I feel like I've narrowed my focus to only the things that I really, really care about right now. And, and you know, I mean, it's like being a mom, being a good girlfriend, working from home so that I can be a good mom and be a good girlfriend, and choosing the, the jobs that I work on very mindfully, the people that I work with. Um, it, like, those are the things that are important. And yeah, sometimes it takes, you know, losing someone or it takes the severity of cancer to make you shift into that. But I, I, I wish more people would just embrace that without having this sort of like reality, um, you know, presented to us. So basically what we want our listeners to take away with is, you know... <laughs> Seize the day. Seize the day. <laughs> there is only now. You should write some t-shirts, Alex. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it, uh, giving yourself uh, freedom to indulge a little bit more, I think, you know, along with, you know, working hard and focusing on things that are important to you, um, you know, that, that's been one of my big, uh, big things I've tried to do over the last year. I think that's good. How do you deal with the way people react to that knowledge? Um, yeah, this people, is the part that nobody talks about, right? The, the, yeah, the pe- awkwardness. People have asked, you know, what, was it a hard choice to, to make the information public? And a, a lot of my decision-making is a lot simpler than um, what I hear speculated about. It's like is this going to be easier for me if everybody knows or if everybody doesn't know? It's going to be easier if everybody knows. I, I don't have to explain why these, you know, this block of three days, I really can't schedule a meeting. It's going to need to be, you know, later on. Uh, stuff like that, that would have just been like one series or, you know, continual awkward conversations, um, getting it out there so that uh, most of the people that I work with know, um, um, it's it's less of an issue, um, and you know when I, I see people that I haven't seen in a little while, they ask how I'm doing, and I tell them you know I'm fine. If they ask a little bit more, I'll I'll give them a, a little bit of details about where I'm at. But um, for the most part, Dave, it's a lot like you know our conversations. You know, you kind of check in on it, and it seems like everything's okay, and we go along with whatever else we're doing. I make it a point, and this is, it's weird to say, it's like a meta conversation about past conversations, but I, I make it a point to never call or IM you like, how are you doing? Because <laughs> I would, I never want to be that guy. I can only imagine that you get enough of that. And I I barely even like bringing it up when we're having a normal conversation, because it seems to me, if it were me, I would want to have as much normal life as, as I could, because like, there's already a chunk of time that you have to dedicate to thinking about that stuff. Yeah, I, I think that that's true. So what um, I do instead is I bring you on my podcast and I make you talk about it here. <laughs> and let Jamie have the, oh my, reaction. Yeah, I thought it was just the I guess that we're supposed to get surprised on this show. Surprise! <laughs> Look under your seat. <laughs> but it, do, you, do you find that with it being public, do, you, do people seem to treat you differently? Is it, is it even conversationally? Is there like still a weirdness around it? Not not so much that I notice. Um, every once in a while, you know, 
people you certainly see um, some surprised reactions or things like that or um, sometimes I, I think that most people err on the side of being a little bit too cautious it's like oh you know if we wanted to schedule this is that something you'd be able to do stuff like that but um, yeah I mean for the most part everything's all systems go things are normal except for the kind of couple days after that that treatment window so um yeah I, I don't know if that really answered the question very satisfactorily let's go with no and no. <laughs> <laughs> i actually have a question regarding how like reactions like mm-hmm. including my own um you know the conversation happens like dave said and hey, you know cancer how's that going or whatever and i'm like oh i, I mean what is it what is a good um <laughs> you just did a great impression of yourself <laughs> what what is a good reaction i mean how give people advice on like how to react on on that stuff because i think that's actually something like um i mean we all have our, our natural reaction i guess or or maybe maybe we try to have a certain reaction you know like I don't know. Is there advice for how how to react in such situations? I think everybody deals with it so individually. It's it's hard to make a blanket statement. Yeah. I would say you know, kind of maybe you know, show some concern, show some interest, but if but don't like make it a focus unless you know the person really wants to go there. Yeah, I think of it like Christmas. It, well, I mean, in terms of reaction, I'm really bad at. You're gonna, you're gonna make <laughs> cancers like Christmas T-shirts, wow. aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Dot com. Oh, Dave. But like on Christmas morning, I'm not good at. I hate getting gifts from people because I'm gonna open a thing, and I know that they're watching me do this, and they're hoping for some kind of reaction once I do. And at no point in my life have I ever felt a sincere sense of wanting to proclaim oh my God, this is awesome in that moment. It's it's never happened. It probably never will happen. So the best I can do is fake it. Oh, see, that's no good. And I hate doing that. It's so dishonest. It's so it's so not me. I'd rather, if if in that moment I'm like, oh, this is great, thanks. Like that's the best you could possibly hope for from me. That's a sincere reaction. And I feel the same way about bad news where I'm going to go, ooh, that sucks. And I don't know how to go any deeper and I don't know how to express that emotion beyond that level because it, at a certain point it becomes a performance. Well, that's it, probably like an individual circumstance sort of thing as well. I mean, for me, like some things are going to trigger a different emotion than others. I don't know. Just have a genuine response. And even if it's underwhelming for some people, as long as it's a genuine response from you, then that's good enough. You want to have an interesting experience. Call up all of your best friends and tell them you have cancer. <laughs> I bet That's, right. that 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 part was a lot of fun. Um, I remember getting that call. I even then I didn't know what to say. Yeah, and that's pretty much you know you you call people up, you tell them the bad news, and say okay, that's it. <laughs> Answer questions, and yeah, I mean nobody knows how to react. It's it's a just a, a terrible thing that you have to do. Yeah. Well, if you remember the feedback I gave when you called me was maybe don't wait until the end of the call to, to drop the, Oh, and I'm going to be around for a while. Like this is, this isn't like an immediate problem here. This is a, 
I like that he called to tell you he has cancer and you gave him feedback on the call. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Sorry. Well, like, no, we're talking forever. <laughs> He's like, and I, I finally, I'm like, so... Uh, May I give you is, some feedback? No, no, it was, it was the question of like, so like, how long? It's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to be around for... Oh, well, fucking open with that. I've been sitting here thinking like... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm never going to see you again. Holy shit. <laughs> Still, though, just saying... Great call, but I have some notes. <laughs> exactly. Because exactly. that's what I'm picturing in my mind when you said that, Dave. Like, can I give you some feedback on this call? It could go a little bit more smoothly if... Uh... Uh, see, even this, I feel awkward even giving this much of a, a response or this much of my thought on a situation because this isn't my thing. Which, which is that, Dave? His and uh, his. I'm going to talk about Alex like he's not here. I don't know. It seems like giving inappropriate feedback is very much your thing, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I love this guy. You win. (laughs) (laughs) I meant your experience is not my experience. And and any commentary I have on your experience then or now or whatever feels like it's, uh, I don't know, the, the way that for me, the way that I would express any kind of empathy or attempted empathy for somebody else's situation is to try to put myself in it and try to like explore my own thoughts and reactions. But sometimes that just comes off as me talking too much. I thought about, um, you know, having some empathy for your situation and then I just decided to be a smart ass instead. I like it. I like it. That works. Keeping things real. <laughs> That's what we do on this show. We keep it real. Uh, it, we had a, a string of shows for a long time that were like the most disgusting or most awkward things you could think of to put on a podcast. And I'm glad that we're getting we're returning to the awkward side of things because people really love those. People really love a good awkward conversation on a podcast. <laughs> most awkward pauses ever. You'll you, you have like a little tally. It's it's part of the metadata you provide with the show. Well, oh no, those are normal. That just happens. That does You'll, happen. Somebody somebody tallied the amount of times we used the word pants on one of the episodes. I thought that was brilliant. Oh, that's awesome! Isn't that weird? Well, we we have, we did an episode with Brent, and we were talking about pants and how often you should buy pants. And the pants incident. The, yeah, the problems with pants, the downsides to pants. Anyway, that happened. I thought it was great. I thought <laughs> I it was meant great. That, that awkward pauses just happened. You're going to get, I mean, it's, it's people, it's like a phone call. If you're, if you're on a, uh, an hour long call with two other people, there's going to be moments, especially when you know it's being recorded, there's going to be moments where there's just like a lull while somebody's trying to think of the interesting way to say <laughs> the thing that they're about to say. Uh, like, well, I could just start talking and sound like a dick, or I could give this 20 seconds of thought. And sound like a bigger dick. I hope that people understand that we're actually good friends. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Like, I think Alex guys, he's a bit of an asshole. <laughs> you know, if I didn't get any, if if we didn't get any complaints about guys' behavior on this show, <laughs> whoa, what is that? I don't know. It's something outside my home. I believe it sounded like. Oh. Sent, I just I just heard it vibrating. Yeah, that's what I heard I too. There it is again. Want- I have no idea what it is, but I hear it. It, I, I, There's no delicate way to say this, so I'll just say that from my end, it sounds like 
somebody else on this Skype call is having a good time. <laughs> it's it's not me. I'm absolutely not having a good time. <laughs>